Welcome to Once and Future Authors, changing lives one book at a time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Stephanie Larkin, and I am so delighted to be joined by the authors of the new release, Suddenly Sexual. Hal Spielman and Kay Renz are joining me to talk about the book, some of the adventures in getting the interviews for this book, and all of the fun in the release. So please welcome Kay and Hal. Thank you so much for joining me. How nice to see you. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you both. And that's quite the provocative title, Suddenly Sexual, stories about the first time again. Okay. Well, I must confess, Yes. I must confess that was Kay's idea. <laughs> and Kay happen. kept saying, sex sells. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hal, we, we really jumped off the first book of Suddenly Solo. And as we, as we were thinking about right. what the next book should be about, you know, when you're getting back into a relationship, sex is on the table. And it's like, when, when, how do we have that conversation? How do we have that discussion? What is it going to be like? Especially if you've only been with one person for a really long time and then all of a sudden you're solo. So we kind of thought to keep the whole suddenly theme going. So that's how suddenly sexual. (laughs) I I like our broader definition uh, because we are talking to seniors and uh, uh, that is everybody over 50 really call them seniors. But uh, uh, I like our definition of sexual as being anything, and not just intercourse, but uh, uh, touching, feeling, holding hands, uh, opening doors for each other, you know, all the warm things that are part of what we now call the sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Hal, you are absolutely right, but let's not let our readers think that it's a book about holding hands, because there is some steam here, okay? (laughs) It's a a, a, a triple X book on holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if if you read the the very opening of the foreword, just the first line of the foreword, which which Kay wrote uh, after my very dreary foreword, and here's what, what she wrote. I remember standing there looking at her naked body as, the, as she lay on my bed. That's the first line that you read. So <laughs> just carry it forward from there. And, and, and how to clarify, though, that that was, that was your telling me about your first sexual experience in a long time. Yeah. So basically what we, what we wanted to do, it wasn't my... <laughs> Um, But what was interesting about it, and I thought was so fascinating because we're having the conversation, was you know how you have that track that runs in your mind when things are happening? And it's that inner track. It's that voice recording that you don't share with anybody. How shared that? 
And I thought that that was really interesting because you, you, you know, in the movies we're taken in by like, Oh, it's sex and it's this and it's that. And it's the clothes coming off. And, but what are you really thinking about? And how was very vulnerable. And he said, even though there was this, you know, woman there that he wanted to be with, he had all these insecurities that were running through him and his opening up and his saying, this is how I felt, I think was a huge key because when we did the other interviews to say to people, what's that inner track that's really running in your mind? Because it can help other people. Will you share that? That I think was the key to unlocking all of the interviews that became the stories here. And people were very open in sharing their very intimate details. And I think it's all thanks to Hal doing that and, and bridging that for us. It is amazing that once people start talking about themselves and their, their own experiences over a two or three hour period, why they just open up. And, uh, and as I said, you're a good interviewer, I'm a good interviewer, which really means letting them talk mm-hmm. uh, and just giving them the, the leads and the opportunity. And so the, the graphic detail that we got from people was absolutely amazing. Uh, and and impressive and very meaningful because, as you said, Kate, it wasn't just what was going on physically. It was also what was going on in their head. Mm-hmm. And, and men are very concerned about performance and recollection and can I do it and, and for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> so um, it, it, was, it was, this was very exciting to me series of interviews that we did. Uh, just, uh, I mean, having done so much of the research on the first book and then going into the depth interviews for this book, we learned so much more as people were talking about themselves and, and their own relationships and creating them. It's not easy, it's not easy. It's not. And I think a book like this is so empowering to people because you are really giving them a few things. First of all, you're giving them permission yes. to have these relationships. I think that people um, after a certain age and Kay, like you said, they might have only been with one person since, you know, childhood. They don't really have permission in their own minds to explore this kind of relationship. So not only did you give them permission, but you actually gave them tips because while people spoke with you very openly, I have a feeling that people don't speak that openly with their friends. I mean, it's not something that comes up in conversation with my girlfriend (laughs) about, (laughs) but they spoke to you. So reading this feels like I'm reading the words of a friend who's telling me the stuff that my friends don't talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. Stephanie, you know, I think what was really important about it is that we protected anonymity. So we told people, we're not going to use your real name and we're going to alter some of the locations and the details so it won't be obviously you. But what we need you to do is to give us some of the details. And they were so great about doing that because we want to help other people. So, and, right. and I think also too, as you're talking about it, when you're talking about quote unquote seniors, the book is really viable for people who are in their 50s and over. And I'm, you know, in my 50s now. So while I'm happily married, I do understand that a lot of my friends that I've spoken to who have gone through a divorce and maybe they got married in their 20s and they were with that person for 20 some odd years, had children and so forth. And now all of a sudden they're out 
trying to date again. And they're dealing with the issues of, of menopause and they're dealing with the issues of having children. And they're dealing with some, some of them have gone through cancer and some of them have dealt with really serious issues. And now they're trying to be, find their relationship. They're thinking about intimacy again. And, and they're faced with a lot of different decisions that they didn't think they'd have to be dealing with. Right. And, and, and this book really, I think, will give people permission to think that it's okay Mm-hmm. to be unsure. It's okay to understand that it may not be perfect initially starting off, but it's okay to get out there and put your toe in the water and see what's out there again. And, and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mistakes are allowed and there are, are second opportunities as well. Uh, one of the things I do remember in one interview, which is not in the book, by the way, but one woman was, was uh, talking to me about wanting to have all the sexual experiences that her granddaughter was having. <laughs> and I found that absolutely a fascinating comment. Her, not her daughter, not, not her child, but her granddaughter. And that's the whole other generation, actually two or three generations removed. And their, uh, their view of sexual activity was quite different than the 70-year-old, 75-year-old grandmother. That was, I remember when we, we were in New York and we had, you were speaking, I think you were speaking at the Y, and, and these women who I did not think would necessarily be asking you these very, like, oh, questions absolutely. about men and performance and the best way to do things and so forth were, were very open about it. And I think a lot of them, they really maybe they didn't feel they had control of their sexuality for many years. They might've felt that they had gotten married young and they were in a certain routine for maybe 20, 30, sometimes 40 years. And now all of a sudden they had a certain freedom and they were like, right. Whoa, what do I do with this freedom? I want to do everything <laughs> with it. <laughs> oh hey, let's find out what they're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, again, one of my favorite lines uh, in, that is in the book is uh, uh, don't ask her how she knows what she knows. Just enjoy it. <laughs> but it's really true. Um, it, there's a whole change of attitude that occurs. And uh, one of the other things I found so fascinating is in how many of our stories, the lead person was the woman, not the man, mm-hmm. who led into the sexual activity. And... Wow. Um, we don't realize how uh, how conservative men are, and also, in a way, uh, uh, frightened of uh, of being able to not perform. Uh, and and of course, there are real physical problems for many men, and we deal with them in the book uh, as well. Um, and, and as does the first book, suddenly solo, which is really was a a good guide for for getting yourself. Uh, uh, set up and in, back into doing the preparatory things that allowed you now to go on to the next stage, which is the suddenly sexual right. stage and the linking, the connecting once more uh, in, in the social scene. Yes. Hal, I had mentioned that suddenly solo is the, the dating guide. And if the date goes well, Suddenly sexual yes. <laughs> next step. <laughs> that's, that's really true. Uh, uh, but it's not easy finding the relationship. And uh, again, 
though we would like the book and people to read the book and enjoy it, it's not all happy stories. No. There are a lot of stories in there that are unhappy stories. Things don't always work out. And then we also alert people to the predators that are out there. So, uh, and, and yet these are real cases. Every one of them is real. And hopefully the insights will give you some guidance and some things to have in mind as you work your way into a relationship. Well, I think yeah. the bad ones are just as valuable, um, sometimes if not more so, than the ones that had a happy ending. You know, we were saying that yes. don't kill their friends. Uh, you have a story in here about someone being scammed. And, yes. and, and that happens. And it's Absolutely. so important because, uh, you know, if that, God forbid, happened to me, I'm not telling my friends about that. Yeah. You know, so that having was... the book and, and, and alerting me to the red flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very that, that, case, that ended up in, in court, that case. That, that situation, uh, this, uh, and it, it was just an amazing sequence of, of uh, coincidences that the younger woman, who was the, the scam artist, passed away. And when they opened her will, the, the husband realized that she had cleaned him out. And it was a very, very sad case. Yeah. Very sad. But, I, but they have gotten it straightened out. But it did end up in court. But there are plenty of wonderfully happy events here that people end up together oh, yeah. with some, with some, you know, potholes on the way, which right. are, are so good to see because, you know, you don't want to talk about it. And, and this way, you know what to expect, because as you mentioned, if the, if the last time you had a first time was, you know, decades ago right. on, a, on a wedding night, back when times were very different, the, the, Absolutely. All the rules have changed. And uh, some of us say, I don't even know what the rules are because the rules have changed so much. Yeah, the culture yeah. has totally changed. Absolutely. And, and with it, the way people think and respond and react to, uh, to, to the situations that they get in. And, and as I say, it's not an easy uh, uh, effort to, to find a, a relationship. Yeah. But you have to be open and you have to be prepared to, to receive the, the invitation, the signal to, uh, to carry a, a, a relationship forward. I agree. And I think also, too, like one, one of the points that we um, discussed in Suddenly Sexual was that if you want to have a relationship and that's something that you're deciding on, you can't just keep it to yourself. So, you know, and that's, we have some great stories in there for people who decided, okay, yeah, now this is my time to get out there. And they did tell their friends and they did, uh, they did share that, whether they got online and they got on match or they just told their girlfriends or they started hosting some fun parties and asked people to bring, you know, their single friends okay. along. <laughs> they, 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 they were proactive because they realized, you know, especially right now and the time when we've been having all this social isolating and we have not been able to get out and, and go to restaurants and bars and things the way we usually did, the dating scene is going to change yet again. So I think if you want to have a relationship, you're going to have to be proactive in, in doing it. You're going to have to take those steps and you're going to have to make those connections. And I think the book, you know, shows some different examples of what people did. So I think that's another important reason. Just it gives you some motivation to get back out there. Absolutely. You know, there, there are a couple of movies out there that touch on these. 
Uh, one is the Something Gotta Give movie oh, with, with mm -hmm. Nicholson. And the other is the one with Meryl Streep and Baldwin. And, uh, and uh, again, they, uh, they are, uh, first of all, they wouldn't have been made 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And now, or, or 15 years ago, whatever. But now they're out there and they do touch on the creation of new relationships. I think also, too, when you look at the Kaminsky method, you know, with when you're watching that, you're seeing, you know, older men having relationships, dealing with cancer issues, and, and it's real. Right. And I think that that's what we're trying to show in the book that, you know, it, it's not the same type of relationship that you had in your 20s. It's not maybe not the same level of, of passion or excitement, but it still can be extremely amazing and it can be wonderful. I think what the people need to learn is that they may have to be a little bit more vulnerable. They may have to be a little bit more open about the fact right. that women, if, 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 you know, we talk about going through menopause, we talk about some of the vaginal issues that women go through. We talk about women who've had cancer and, and they have to have that conversation with the gentleman about the surgery that they've had. Um, we've had gentlemen having to have conversations about having had prostate cancer. So right. it's, it's very real. Once you start to get a certain age, you don't, you don't get through life without a certain amount of scars or phones ringing. <laughs> You know, there's sex and also too, the book is very open. Like right now, especially in the population that is a little bit older, STDs are rampant. Oh yes. So we have that conversation in there. Right. How do you have that conversation? So, you know, it, it, the book is, is very much reality based because they're all true stories. And I think it's very inspiring to read somebody else's process and you can say, oh, I, I feel that way, or this is how they handled it. Or maybe even if you see how somebody else handled it, you may say, well, I won't do it that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's very Just a, one comment about the insights. Um, Kay and I worked through those, those insights very carefully. Um, but, uh, Hang on just one second, Lily. <laughs> Joy. I'll call you back. <laughs> um, uh, we worked, ahead, but we also uh, talked to uh, uh, psychologists and lawyers to reinforce some of the comments we made in our insights. And uh, uh, we're not the doctors and we're not the lawyers, but we can also help, help to head you in directions where these professionals can can help you move along in your in your new life situation. And that's a really important point that Hal brought up because I think that there's oftentimes that people feel uncomfortable talking to their doctors about sexual issues. Yes. They feel uncomfortable saying this is not working the way it used to work before. What is the problem? And, and realizing that there are solutions. There's a variety of solutions that you're doing. If you feel vulnerable and, and you feel willing, and it's really important to be able to do that, to talk to your doctor and say, I need some help in this area because there's a lot of options. And there's a lot of solutions for both men and for women. So I think that's a really important point. And I think also another important point is too, is that maybe a person might need a little bit of psychological help too. If they've been through something difficult, they've been through the through a death. We, we've had people who said, I feel like I might be cheating on my spouse, even though their spouse has been dead for a while. Yeah, the guilt how, feeling. How do they handle that? We've had cases where people, their, their significant other has severe dementia. 
and they are no longer with them on a day-to-day basis. And now they're faced with the fact that, you know, should I be in a relationship? Should I not be in, in another relationship? There's a lot of really interesting stories that we got into in here. And what Hal and I just really want to say is that, no, we don't have all the answers. We're trying to bring up the topics here, but speak to your doctor if you need to speak to a mental health counselor to try and help you work through some of these issues because there are solutions. Uh, I want to reinforce that even more because uh, physicians are not always the best person to talk to because they're, they're not frequently not trained to deal with these issues, but psychologists are, and you should not be afraid to tap into those skill levels that are out there and can help you get through this. Uh, it is, uh, uh, again, um, uh, these people have dealt with these issues and can help you deal with them as well. I think also another really important point is that everybody has a different timetable. So we have interviewed people who, after a death or divorce, and, and of course the timelines are different for death and divorce, but the timing for when they want to get back out into the dating realm can vary from person to person. Yeah. And, and, and the people who are around them have to respect that that they're doing, they're trying to do what's right for them. And it's a process. And sometimes they might jump the, the gun and get out there too soon. And they realize it's a mistake and pull back. And some people, they just want to be out and be out in a crowd. And then some people don't really understand that they're, they're giving a lot of mixed messages. We had one story in here where the gentleman was in a new relationship, but he still had pictures of his deceased wife, like everywhere. And everywhere. And it was hard because the woman he was in the relationship with would roll over in bed and there was his wife on the nightstand. So, (laughs) and she had to say, she had to get the courage to say, are you ready to be in a relationship yet? Are you just using me for sex? Are you at the point right now that you can put those photos away and you and I can build a relationship together. She was respectful of his past and respectful of things for his family. But then finally he had to sit down and make the decision. Is it time? Can I, can I do that? And, and that's another aspect that we really talk about a lot in the book, which is timing. Because it's uh, not only are you sharing your past experiences in, in, in the history, your history and, and, and her history, but also you want to create new experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no need to have all the photos get in the way of creating those new experiences. And it's not, again, it's not just the sexual. It's the, the travel, meeting new friends, uh, expanding your social circles, hers and your being added together. It's, it's a very exciting time. It's also dealing with adult children Dealing mm-hmm. with oh, yes. uh, multiple residences and whose stuff is where and when is too soon to be able to uh, get a key kind of a thing. You know, <laughs> there are all That's sorts of issues point. that don't come up when you're 20 mm-hmm. that come up later on. Yeah. You know? And I so appreciate that you hit on so many of those issues. And as I said, empowering and educating people and inspiring which is and permission, giving permission to move out there and 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 reestablish your social life. Absolutely. And to enjoy your sexuality at any age. Absolutely. Well, I'm I- glad you said that. 
<laughs> I think that that's fabulous. And, and uh, we're going to hope that there's a follow-up book now because uh, after everyone devours this one and they're all out having fabulous relationships, I don't know, you know, <laughs> what the next step after that is. Well, yeah, there's, there's one of gratification, uh-huh. of satisfaction and gratification. And again, there, there may be another book there. Uh, but again, we have to get set up to do, start doing the interviews with that in mind. Yes. And then you could touch on the issues of finances, of living arrangements, my home or your home. Um, and I mean, there are a lot of hard issues that have to be dealt with. And uh, a third book might be in order to deal with those. Sounds like a fun one to be writing, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are yeah. looking to get out there, and Hal, you got... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're looking to get out there, you definitely want to be grabbing a copy of this, right, Hal? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you will learn a lot. Yeah. The feedback I'm getting from people who've read the book is very, very positive and, and, uh, and helpful really helpful to people so fantastic um, i've I've really enjoyed writing this book and i much enjoyed working with Kay on it uh it was uh, really a a fun experience because (laughs) we're two generations apart and and getting Kay's insights was just so so helpful and revealing to me as well and a woman and a woman Right. So she's not just younger, but she's a woman. So the book is encompassing, Kay, like you said, everyone over 50 Mm -hmm. and men and women and both points of view, which is so valuable. It's not just what the man is thinking or just what the woman is thinking. Right. Absolutely. Well, Well, It's it's out there on Amazon. Uh, I've had people come back to me and say, I've gotten the book. And I couldn't put it down. I read it in one sitting. So <laughs> I, I guess we've struck some important notes in there. Terrific. Well, they can read it at one sitting, but I dare say they're going to bookmark certain sections to read oh, yeah. at a later and, date. And we did leave spaces to write things in. So it's like a, like a workbook. Like a workbook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and put on the phone numbers. And put in the phone numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough on behalf of men and women over 50 everywhere who needed the guide. And many men. (laughs) Absolutely. And needed the permission to go and find a fulfilling relationship. We, We owe it to ourselves to find that fulfilling relationship. So I thank you both for writing this and for all of you who are watching, please grab a copy at Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, all major booksellers online and get started on finding your person, your relationship and your fulfillment. Okay, and Hal, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!